Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. He brings it up before you, no matter how much you want, just throw it away, just throw in the towel and forget this thing. He won't leave you alone with it. Why won't he leave you alone with it? Because you're circling it and you're meant to possess that. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a dynamic time and I'm excited to be back with you once again in our beautiful studio. The Lord has made a wonderful way for us to be together, to commune together around his wonderful word. And I appreciate him and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your faithful listening and viewing wherever you are from all around the world. I appreciate you so very much. Thank you for viewing and listening and praying with us. And thank you for partnering with us financially helping us to keep this a going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, thank you for your comments as well. You guys really know how to encourage us. And I'm telling you, just a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. So I want you to know that I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. And I am praying for you, believe me, I'm praying for you. So I know the Lord is uh, blessing us richly. So let's go ahead and continue in Psalm 23. It's a party in here. Hallelujah. We're having a great time. This is part number seven. Yeah, this is, this is part number seven of Psalm 23. So if you have not heard part one, two, three, four, five, or six, make sure you go back and listen to them and come back and catch up with us. We will be right here when you get back. So we're going to have a great time. All right, Psalm 23 has 23. I'm sorry, Lord, help me. Psalm 23 has six glorious verses. I know it may feel like 23, but this is great. Six glorious verses, and we're going to go all the way through them, and I cannot wait to get to the end of this journey. But you know, while we're here, we're going to have a great time and take our time. So uh, let me give you our website, uh, kingdomrock.org. Make sure you log on and tune in with us and let's have a party together. All right, let's go ahead and read Psalm 23. And it reads like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right. The last time we were here together, we were on verse number three. And we're going to continue right there uh, this week. Now, as we're reading this, I'm telling you, the word of God is it's, it's alive. And just reading it, uh, we get more and more out of it as we do. So 
This is wonderful. Look at verse number two again. Uh, it says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. This is the first leading in verse number two. Verse number three, we go into the second leading. So it says in verse three, once again, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths, paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So that's what we're going to get into today, the second half of verse number three. This is exciting. All right, so last week we talked about how the Lord restores us, and I thought it was pretty, pretty wonderful how the Lord uh, gave us that word, restore, restore, right? Uh, to put back in its proper place. Uh, we looked at it in terms of a grocery store or some type of store where you put a product back on its shelf where it should be. The Father puts you back where you belong, in your proper place, and that's where we are happiest, we are most joyful, and all that good stuff is there. So go back to hear that if you didn't hear it. So after the Lord leads us to still waters where we can get, uh, where we are refreshed, then he restores our souls. Remember our soul talks about our mind, our will, our emotions, our, our intellect, just our life. He restores our life. He will come and find us. He'll put us back together. And figuratively, the word restore means to fix or repair. He repairs our lives. Thank you, Lord, because we can become damaged walking in this world today. So much stuff can happen uh, to get us off of course. People can do some not so good things, some evil things, really, and bad things can happen to us. But the Lord will restore our mind, restore us emotionally, He'll restore us spiritually. He'll put us back where we need to be in right relationship with him where all is well. Praise Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that everything around you will be well, but we can still have peace on the inside while dealing with the storms that are on the outside. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that? And the Lord assures us that we can still have peace in that restoration process. We can have peace and joy on the inside when everything around us is still chaotic. If we can only have peace when there's peace around us, then that's what I call fake peace, you know? If we can only have joy when there's joy around us, that's some fake joy, because that would mean that our peace and joy are contingent upon the environment or on other people, and you don't want that. You don't want to be upset when they're upset. No, you don't want to be, I like this term, you want to be a thermostat and not a thermometer, right? A thermometer just tells you what temperature the room is. You know, if it's hot, if, if, if it's hot or if it's cold. That's what it tells you. It gives you the readout of what it is, what's in the room. You don't want to be that way. You want to be a thermostat. That is, you turn the settings up. If it's too cold, well, you turn up the heat. If it's too hot, well, then you turn down the turn down and make the room a little bit cooler. You want to be the one that sets the atmosphere, and you can do that through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Hey. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna have a great time. All right. All right, so thank you for your prayers. All right, let's go back now to verse number three. So the Lord says here, He restores our soul. After he restores, after he restores our soul, he leads us. 
in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So let's take this piece by piece and then we'll get to the very end of it. So tonight we're going to title this Doing the Right Thing or Do the Right Thing. And you'll get this as we go on. Do the right thing and we can do the right thing through Christ. Now, a simple definition, I would say, uh, of the second part of verse number three. Again, it says, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So I would say a simple definition uh, for this would be uh, after Jesus restores your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your life, he will continually guide you into doing what is right so that he will be glorified uh, for his name's sake or for his fame, for his honor's sake, right? So that uh, his reputation would go forth in the world. Now, why is that going to be good? Why, why is that so? I mean, why is that needful? God's going to lead you in the way that you should go, basically, right? In, the, in, the, in righteousness, in the right way. The Lord Jesus is going to lead you in the right way so that his name, uh, for his namesake, or so that he may be glorified, he may be magnified, he may be lifted up for his name sake. Now, now that's very powerful. That means that God's going to take you in the right way so that when people look at your life, at the example that God is, is uh, or how the Father is using you, when they look at your life, they'll see and they'll say like, wow, there really is a God. Wow. Wow. I can see God working through you. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So he said, it's for his namesake, it's for his glory's sake that he may be glorified, that he may be lifted up. He will lead you in the right way. In these paths, and I can't wait to get there, he'll lead you in these paths of righteousness. In these, he'll lead you in doing right things or lead you in the just path so that his light, basically, so that his light will really shine. And where's it going to shine? It's going to be shining upon you. So that his name is lifted up. Where's he lifted up? Where's he magnified? Well, it's going to be on you. Now, let's see this in the negative. And, you know, I like to see both sides here because you can find information in both. When there's someone that claims to be a Christian, some of you know, I already know where I'm going. And they, they claim to be the, a Christian. They're carrying the name of Jesus and they act like not so good. They act unholy, unrighteous. They really act terribly, you know? And what happens to the name of Jesus there in that context over their lives, you know? What happens then? Is he glorified, magnified? Is he lifted up? No, right? But what happens when someone that claims the name of Jesus, a Christian, and they follow the Lord's path, they follow in his righteous path, and Jesus is glorified, when they look at that individual, right, so they see a grand picture of what Jesus is like. They see a victorious life, right? So this is for his name's sake, and at the same time, it also blesses you. As you lift him up, it blesses you. People see his good works in your life, and they magnify God. You become a reflection of his goodness as you allow him to lead you in these paths of righteousness, doing right, leading you in this just path. Now, this is wonderful. So 
The Lord has to, we don't know the right way to go, so he has to lead us there. Same way, same way as he said in verse number two, that he leads us beside the still waters. How do I know where to get refreshed? You know, you can go to a, a paradise somewhere and still be, still be uh, discombobulated, right? You can still have so much chaos on the inside while being in a beautiful place. So the Lord has to take you to the place and he takes you there inside. One of the things that he will do is he leads you to beside the still waters. He will calm you inside because when you come on the inside, you know, you'll eventually be calm on the outside, right? All right. And as an old proverb said, if, if you can conquer the enemy that's on the inside, then the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. So the Lord works inwardly first, and then he helps you deal with the outwardly. Because really the truth of the matter is your inward expression will eventually manifest outwardly. What's in you will eventually come out of you, right? If you're angry in here, you're going to eventually show it out here and so forth and so on. All right, so let's go on a little bit further today. Hope you got something out of that. So the question is now, how will Jesus do this? How is he going to uh, manifest this path of righteousness in our lives? What's the application? Remember, it says, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. How is he going to lead me? How can I apply this to my life? How can I get the fruit of this in my life? Well, that's why we're here wanting to really dive into the word of God. We don't want just information. We thank God for information. But this information has to turn to revelation or illumination some way has to turn into wisdom so that we can apply it, so that we can walk in it and get the fruit of it. So the end result of this, I'll say this right now at the somewhat of the very beginning, the end result of this is we'll be walking in the right path, in the, in the right course of life. We'll have the right course of action. You've ever, have you ever wondered what should I do here? Should I get this job or should I go into this type of relationship? Should I do this, do that? What's the right course of action? Well, Jesus will lead you in the right course of action. And the fruit of that will be a glorious life. Glory to God. This is, this is powerful. All right. So the answer to how he's going to do that is in the verse. So let's define some words, and we love defining some words. First word we're going to look at is, of course, leadeth. He leadeth. Jesus is doing the leading. So the word leadeth in the Hebrew is nahal or nachal. You got to get that nachal, nachal. There we go, nachal. Okay, that's basically that, yeah. All right, nachal, and that means to lead, of course. It means to guide. It also means to bestow. It means to govern, all right? To lead, guide, bestow, or govern. Think about that. The Lord Jesus is going, he's our good shepherd. He will lead us or he will guide us on this path, in the paths of righteousness. Or we can say he will bestow the paths of righteousness. Now, now the word bestow means to present. He will present you with a righteous path, right? He'll, he'll present you with this right way of doing things, right way or this right manner of life, these right actions, all right? And it also means to govern. In other words, he's going to watch over you. He's going to watch over you. So not only is he going to lead you in the way that you should go, 
He's going to present it, bestow this. He's going to show you the way to go. And then he's going to govern you, watch over you as you go that way. Oh, my Jesus, are you with me? So we can claim this, Lord. You said in your word that you lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. So I declare your word over my life and over my family that right now you are leading me in the way that I should go. And I love that word leadeth. Leadeth means a continual action a continual guidance, a continual bestowing, here's the right way, a continual uh, presentation, here, here, here's the right way, a, a continual governing over your life, a watching over your life. Lord, am I, am I doing right? Am, am, am I making the right decisions, right? He said, I'll lead you. In other words, I will guide you. I will bestow upon you uh, or present this right way to you. I will govern you. I will watch over you. Now, this is wonderful. Now, I love, again, the word lead here. Uh, and the one meaning, again, means to guide, meaning he will go before us. I'm not sure if you've ever been on some type of tour before, and uh, you've never been there to this museum or maybe through this safari through Africa with all the wild animals. It's very good to have someone to guide you where to go, you know, to show you what you don't know, someone to go before you. Well, on this path or in these paths, as there's an S there, in these paths of righteousness, we've got a tour guide. His name is Jesus. He will lead us in the way that we should go. Hallelujah. Oh, that is awesome. Now, let's look at the word paths because this is phenomenal. When you look at the word paths, yeah, I'm very excited about this. I mean, God's word just woo, 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 woo. All right. Contain yourself, preacher. All right. Let's look at word paths for a minute. The word paths. Now, a simple definition for the word paths is this. A path or, or paths. Paths are trails or walkways generally well-worn, well-worn in by others who have gone before you in a predetermined, or rather to a predetermined, predetermined, my mouth, to a predetermined destination, all right? So think about a trail, all right, like that one. A trail is going before us there. There's a path. It's created by people that have gone on before you. And the Bible says that we have a great uh, crowd of witnesses that are cheering us on. They've gone on before you. Think about your mama. Think about uh Think about your father. Think about your ancestors. Think about those in Scripture who has gone before you, who have play, uh, blazed the trail before you. This is a well-worn path where the, our tour guide, the Lord Jesus, has led them through this way. There are a lot of people that have gone through things that you are going through right now. And if we just follow the path, we'll get to uh, the place called joy, the place called peace, the place called contentment. Right. We get to the place called overcoming more than a conqueror. Praise the Lord. We'll get to those places if we stay on the path. Now, generally, again, all paths have a beginning and they have an end. There's somewhere to start and, you know, somewhere to end. All right. And if you remain on the path, if you remain on the path, you'll get there. But if you deviate from the path, and decide to go your own way off of the path, 
then there's a chance that we can get lost. And of course, being lost has a lot of negative um, connotations that come along with it, a lot of negative feelings. Um, so when you're lost, you feel, you know, worried, of course, you feel fearful, you feel stressed, and there's uh, doubtful, and we feel lonely, confused, and there's a bit of dread there. When we're lost, when we've gotten off of the path, now from time to time, we have all gone astray. We've seen that in Scripture. We're all like sheep that have gone astray. We've gotten off of the path. The Lord is before us, and He's saying, let's go this way, but we have gotten off the path. But isn't it good to know that we have a shepherd who not only goes before us, who leads us in the way we should go, he is our tour guide, but if we get off the path, he will come and find us, right? He leaves the 99 and go and gets, and gets the one. He will find you and he'll restore you. Praise God. So it's good to know that if we're going down this path, our tour guide is leading us. If we look over and say, oh, what a pretty flower. Oh, and start walking off that way and then wonder, what happened? How did I get over here? You know what he'll do? He'll stop and come and find you, bring you back on the right trail, and we'll keep on going. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? So we can claim all that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So uh, let's look at some scripture as it relates to being on the path, uh, this path of righteousness. Let's look at, um, let's look at, yes, let's look at Psalm 37. Thank you for praying for me. <laughs> let's look at Psalm 37, verse 23 through 25. And let's look at that. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, neither his seed begging bread. He says, uh, the psalmist says here, you know, God orders your steps. In other words, he directs the way that you should go. And that's exactly what Psalm 23 is saying, right? He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. He directs your steps. So that's, thing, that's one thing that we can confess on a daily basis. Lord, today I declare that you will lead me, that you will order my steps, that you will direct my steps in the way that I should go, right? So we can claim that, praise God. And it says here, I love this uh, verse 24, which also talks about the role of a shepherd. Though, though he fall or though he stumble, though we stumble or fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. You're not going to fall away. We may stumble. We may trip as we go through this thing. We may sin, fall into something we shouldn't fall into, do something we shouldn't do, say something we shouldn't say. The Lord said, you may stumble, you may, you, you may fall, but you're not going to be cast down. In other words, you're not going to fall away. Glory to God. Why is that? For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In other words, because the Lord is holding your hand. We can claim that. Let's claim that right now and just say, Father, I thank you that you're ordering my steps, that you are directing my steps, and that if I fall, I will not fall away because you're holding my hand. You, you are upholding me. Glory to God. You see that? Let's pray all this in and really get into this.
Now let's look in, uh, also in the New Testament. Let's look at John 16. John 16, verse 12 through, 20, uh, 12 through 14. And it says this, the Lord Jesus speaking, I have yet many things to say to you, but ye cannot bear them now. Now listen to the wording in verse 13 and 14, because this ties directly back into Psalm 23. The Lord says here, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he shall rather, and he will show you things to come. Whatever he hears, he'll say it. In other words, whatever Jesus says, I'm going to tell my spirit. Remember, when you were born again, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you were born again, the Holy Spirit lives in him, uh, rather lives in you, lives in me. And the Bible says that greater is he who's within us than he that is in the world. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is going to tell his spirit. He's going to radio to his spirit. Holy Spirit. All right. Tell them. Tell them. Don't. Get that, but get that one over there. Holy Spirit, tell them, don't cuss at that person. <laughs> tell, tell them, Holy Spirit, to treat him with love. You got me. You got what I'm saying, right? All right. All right. So the Spirit of God, the Lord Jesus says, he will lead you through his spirit. Remember, he is our good shepherd, right? And he's the one who guides us, who leads us in this righteous path. Now that we're born again, Jesus uh, he prophesies here that the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is going to come into our lives and Jesus is going to lead us through his spirit. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, he shall mag rather he shall glorify me. Oh, did you get it? Don't worry. I'll go back in a second. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Remember Psalm 23 uh, the Lord says, uh, he leadeth us in, in the leadeth us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, for his name's sake, talking about him being glorified, right? For the glory of the Lord, right? For so the Lord is magnified, he's lifted up. The Lord says here again in John 16, verse 14, he shall glorify me. So as he is leading, as we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, he is glorifying Christ in your life. Glory to God. I can scream up in here and we can declare that Holy Spirit, we are here. We are here. We are listening for the voice of Jesus through you. So we yield. We say, yes, yes, yes. Lead us in the way that we should go. Lead us, lead us, lead us. Help us to magnify Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? He says in verse 14 again, he shall glorify me for he shall receive a mine and show it unto you. So there are some things the Lord says, I want to show you through the spirit. Oh, this is wonderful. Let's go down to Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 12 through 14. Wow, that was John 16, 12 through 14. And now we're going to Romans 8, 12 through 14. Hmm, I didn't see that before. That's odd. All right, let's go on. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to, not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if ye through the spirit, 
do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And then it says in verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. All right. <clears throat> so again, we will be led by the spirit. And those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God or the children of God. So God intends to lead his children. The Lord Jesus tends to uh, intends to lead his children, his followers, right? His sheep through again, through the inward voice of the Holy Spirit. So how is the Lord going to lead us in the paths of righteousness? He's going to use his spirit. Glory to God. He's going to use that inner witness on the inside of you. We don't have to worry about it. We just declare it. Holy Spirit, I hear your voice. Remember, Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice and they will follow the voice of a stranger. They will flee for they know not the voice of strangers. So we just thank God for it. You say, well, I don't know his voice. Well, just continue with him, continue with him and get in his word. And you will find out again that your life is ordered and directed. We can declare that again. Thank you, Father, that my life is ordered, that you've ordered my life, you've ordered my steps, you're, you're directing my step today, uh, my steps today, you're leading me in the way I should go. All right, let's go a little bit deeper now into the paths, because there's a little bit more I wanna give you tonight. <laughs> you ready? All right, let's go a little bit deeper. Now the word paths in the Hebrew means uh, entrenchment, entrenchment. It means track, entrenchment, track. Now here's a big word that, that I don't really use every day. Circumvallation, circumvallation. All right, how about that? Circumvallation. And so again, this word paths, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. So this word paths means uh, entrenchment. It means tracked. It means circumvallation. Now, an entrenchment, let's get that definition. An entrenchment means the process or fact of an attitude, habit, or belief becoming so firmly established that change is very difficult or unlikely. Now, here's one definition of entrenchment again. All right, so he's gonna lead you in the paths of righteousness or the entrenchments of righteousness. In other words, the Lord is going to, one way he's going to do this is he's going to settle his word in your heart. He's going to firmly fix his word in your heart. He's going to give you a firm conviction of his word. Again, an entrenchment is the process or fact of an attitude, habit, or belief that becomes so firmly established that change is very difficult or unlikely. You're going to be firmly fixed. Now, this is, this is very powerful. I feel like running, but I'm not going to run. But I'm running on the inside. This is so powerful. In other words, he said here, he's, uh, let's go back. He's going to restore your soul. Then he says he will lead you in the paths or the entrenchments of righteousness for his namesake. All right. Now, again, let's go deeper with this word path. So we're going deeper. The entrenchments. So this faith that is firmly fixed in you, this confidence in Christ that is firmly fixed in you, his word that is firmly fixed in you. He said, I'm going to firmly fix my word in you, firmly 
fix these convictions in you. Why are you doing that, Lord? Why in the world are you firmly fixing these convictions in me? Because the very next verse, let's go back and read that. I want you to see the very next verse and we'll find out why as we're beginning to close just shortly. The very next verse says, verse number four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Whoo! So the Lord says, listen, I'm going to make sure, verse three, I'm going to make sure that you're back in the place where you, where you belong. I'm going to fix your brain. I'm going to fix your life. I'm going to fix your mind, right? I'm going to fix you emotionally, right? And then he says, you know what? I'm going to lead you in the right way, in doing the right thing. I'm going to order your steps. And how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to lead you by my spirit. Well, what's going to happen then? I'm going to firmly fix my word in you. I'm going to give you a strong conviction of truth right? And the truth of righteousness firmly fix you in the paths or the entrenchments of righteousness for my name's sake, for my glory, because after you are firmly fixed in these truths, we got to go somewhere that you might not like to go. You see that? Look at verse number four. It says, for yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now here's something here that is not seen. Now we're going to go back up to, oh, verse three. We're going to go back up to it in a second. But understand this. Verse four says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Doesn't say he's leading me or guiding me through the valley. He just says, now I'm with you. I'm with you. So what's leading you now? Of course, the Lord is. He's our shepherd. He's always going before us. But there's some sometimes things happen in life and you can't see Jesus. You can't hear his voice. You're wondering, Lord, are you there with me? Are you there with me? And you feel, you may feel as though you are all alone. Well, that's that valley of the shadow of death experience. When you can't feel his presence and you're wondering, God, what's going on here? There's so much death and chaos all around me. Are you with me? Are you with me, God? Are you with me? He assures us, yes. I'm here. Even though you can't see me, I'm here. And look, the Lord prepares you for that moment because he leads you in the entrenchments and the firm belief, firmly believe. He'll, before you go through the test, in other words, because verse four talks about the test, going through the valley of the shadow of death, death. You know, that's some testing stuff there. But, but before you go through the test, he has taught you firmly teaching you. He's firmly affixing and establishing his word, firmly affixing and establishing his truth in your life. By his stripes, you are healed. You are born again. You are born of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He firmly fixes these things, these things, these thoughts, these concepts, this, his word, this truth in your heart so that when that time comes, you'll be ready for it. Glory, glory, glory. Ooh, got to hurry and land this plane. I'm enjoying me some word. Yes, I know. I'm enjoying the word. How about that? Is that better for you? Oh, <laughs> we're having a good time. All right, let's go further back down to it now. So the first definition, uh, uh, Hebrew definition of this, of paths means entrenchment. Entrenchment, right? Uh, entrenchment, it also means tract, right? That's setting a uh, certain tract. I think when I think about a track, I think about a train track. So think about that is in, in, in terms of 
the path. He leads you on the path of righteousness, leads you down the tracks of righteousness. Now, as long as a train stays on the track, there's no issue. But if that train derails, get off the track, then there will be some issues, right? We fall away. But the Lord said, if you fall away, you won't, you won't, um, rather if you fall, you won't fall away because he's got you. He's got you by the hand. He'll put you back on track. Glory to God. He'll get you back on the track. Glory, glory, glory. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go a little bit further. Now, let's talk about the word uh, circumvallation. And then we're going to begin to close out today. Well, we can go for a longer time today. Circumvallation. Now, this is a big word. Again, circumvallation is one of the definitions of the word paths uh, from the Hebrew. Now, circumvallation is a line a line of field works made around a besieging, a besieged place and the besieging army to protect the camp of the besiegers against the tract uh, or against the attack rather of an enemy from without. All right, circumvallation. Here, here's this picture and then we're, we're closing. Here's this picture. Um, the Lord leads you, and in, in the greatest picture I can really show you in Scripture is Jericho, right? All right, so we would be the besiegers. We would be the ones that are encircling the city, all right? Just like with Jericho, we're, we're circling the city. Now, so this circumvallation, this is a trench, like, that goes around the city, and we're walking around the city, and it's a fortified place around that city like a trench with, with its walls built up. Now those walls built up are to defend us against the attacks that are coming from the city. So think about if people in Jericho were throwing down rocks or shooting arrows as we're walking around as the Lord is leading us through the paths of righteousness through the circumvallation of righteousness. Now, all these definitions are so powerful. This is why it takes us a lot of time to go through every verse, because I really want you to get it. All right. So <clears throat> now, mm -hmm. all right, here we go. So circumvallation, think about this. This talks about prayer, all right? Because there are certain things that the Lord wants you to circle, encircle around a city or around a territory that actually belongs to you. Um, so he calls us to circle in prayer. In other words, there are some things that we have prayed about, but we, we say it never happened, so we put it down. Then sooner or later, we come back to it. We pick it up again. We pray. We got faith that comes, comes alive again. And we pray for a while, and then we may put it down. And then it, after a while, we, we pick it up again. What's happening? You're circling. You're going in a circle. <laughs> this is circle, circumvallation. Hallelujah. You are circling the territory. You are circling it. And you keep going back to that point. You keep picking that faith back up because Jesus is leading you that way. Why is he doing that? Because there's something inside of there that he wants you to possess. Glory, glory, glory. And so this tract that's going around this possession that he wants you to have, you're encircling it with prayer. 
He brings it up before you, no matter how much you want, just throw it away, just throw in the towel and forget this thing. He won't leave you alone with it. Why won't he leave you alone with it? Because you're circling it and you're meant to possess that. Glory, are you getting this? So you're circling this area. You're circling this. He wants you to have this. The Lord is leading you, leading you in this prayer. The Spirit of God is leading you in prayer. That's why it keeps coming up, 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 because you're circling. You are besieging this city or this possession. You have cut off its resources so that you can go in and take possession of it. So the Lord said that he will lead you in this, uh, lead you down the paths or lead you in the paths of righteousness, or he will lead you in the entrenchments, lead you down the track of righteousness, lead you in the circumvallation of righteousness, because this warfare is righteous. It is just that you have this. It is just that uh, that you take hold of this thing. This is why he won't leave you alone with it. Now, I'm not sure who, who we're talking to tonight. Holy Spirit, who are you talking to? I'm, I believe it's going to have to be you. I believe it's you. So there are some things that you've been circling in prayer and you keep going back to it and go back to it and go back to it. It won't leave you alone. God won't leave you alone with it or he won't leave you alone because of it. And, and he keeps bringing it back to your attention because he wants you to possess it. He wants you to possess it. So get it in your noggin. You're going to possess this thing. So stay on it in prayer and pray with importunity. And we'll talk about that. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, maybe just two or three more minutes. Then we're going to have to close out. Just two or three more minutes, okay? <clears throat> All right. So he wants you to pray with importunity. Now, this thing that we're talking about now is a spiritual warfare. Now we're talking about spiritual warfare and the paths of righteousness. So you're in an ungodly world, right? You're in an evil world. And you're talking about going down a right path or a righteous path, a just path. Come on. You're going you're gonna to find some opposition there. But Jesus is your leader. And as you go down here, you're going to encircle some places, encircle some things that he wants you to possess. Now, you are a sheep and he is your shepherd. You have no armament, physical armament. But the Bible declares that the weapons of our warfare, of our warfare, are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. You're going to make war in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Through prayer and through intercession, through declaring the name of Jesus against your adversary. We're going to say to the north, give it up. Give up the possessions that belong to me and my family. To the south, give it up. Give up the possessions that belong to me and my family. Give up the resources. Give up the, uh, the finances, the buildings, the houses, the lands. Give up the personnel. Give up those souls that belong to Jesus in my community. I encircle my community. I encircle my family. Glory to God in prayer and I I declare the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. The blood of Jesus over them. Hallelujah. I declare the righteousness of God be uh, in store, rather be restored upon their lives. That they walk in the paths that Jesus has set out for them. That's God's will. Glory to God. You're claiming and making declarations. I'm telling you, the Bible declares that uh, since the days of John the Baptist until now, since those days, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent taken by force. In other words, there's a forceful advancing in this world happening now. There's a forceful advancing. Good is advancing. Hallelujah. No matter what you see on the news, you see bad, 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 devil, devil, devil. But listen, 
since the enemy is controlling the media, he's going to show you all the highlights and reels of bad stuff. You won't see all the things that God is doing. You're going to have to know that Jesus is doing so much good that the light is stronger than the evil, no matter how it seems to be. The kingdom is advancing. Glory. Whew. Well, I think that's where we're going to end it tonight. <laughs> oh, there was so much more, believe me, but we're going to end it there tonight. I feel like that's a good stopping point. So he will lead you and we can claim that. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for leading me in the paths of righteousness for your namesake. I receive your direction, your guidance. I receive the voice of your spirit to lead me in the right actions, in the right way. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh my God, Father, thank you so much for hearing our prayer. Glory to God. Whew. I enjoyed you tonight. Thank you for pulling that word out. I'm telling you, it takes, it takes us both. To, it takes us both, really the three of us. It takes the Spirit of God. It takes it takes you, your prayers and your financial gifts and you being here that encourages me, you know, to do this. I couldn't do this by myself. That's why I'm grateful for our community. Thank you, Kingdom Nation and Kingdom Rock Church for helping me to get this gospel out. We're going to glorify Jesus together. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. All right. We better stop it there because I, like, I feel like I could keep on going, but I won't. All right, so remember, this is part seven of the series. Go back and hear uh, the other parts if you would like. It's going to richly bless you. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you, you can hear this message, the entire series, and so much more. Check out our radio station. We have two, revive365radio.com. Check it out, revive365radio.com. Click it, and you can hear some wonderful music and messages there. And we're launching also the 24-hour word. You'll find a link to that on the Revive365 website and on the Kingdom Rock website. And it's just words, just it's just messages, just sermons all day, every day, 24 hours a day, thus the name. 24-hour word. What's going to be playing on it? I have no idea. It's random messages, but I believe that you'll hear the one that you should hear for that moment. Glory, glory, glory. All right, we better end it now. So I want to tell you guys, we love you so very much. Uh, choose Jesus as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I will see you on the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.